0: hell yeah, welcome back to the Outkick Bets, excuse me, Firing at Penn's Golf Gambling Show, presented by Outkick Bets. I'm the host, Jeff Clark, and of course I got the homie, Dan Z here. Man, you can't
1: even keep up with the name of the pot; it changes so much.
0: I know, there's a bunch of titles not, to get out of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're here to break down the, or discuss the 2024 Waste Management Phoenix Open, aka the People's Open probably the most hyped up and like exciting PGA Tour event of the season. It finishes a few hours or an hour before the Super Bowl, so for golf gamblers like us, we're going to be ha- we're going to have a sweat the entire Sunday. I love this tournament. It's a Before l- we
1: get to that though, what are your thoughts on the 54-hole Pebble Beach tournament? What a letdown.
0: Yeah. So I sank 4.66 units last week at the uh, at Pebble Beach, which was a bummer. I had Justin Thomas. I snuck in a um, an outright on him at plus twenty five hundred. He was four strokes back after fifty four holes and was playing as well as anyone, besides maybe Wyndham Clark, who was just on fire with the putter. So that was a bummer. But I also had him in a head to head against Ludwig. Oberg and he might have needed to win the tournament to win that head-to-head.
1: Now, the head-to-head did that count cuz legal books, and I know you're in California, so you might not know this, but the legal books don't count head-to-heads if it if they don't play four rounds. At least as far as I'm I've learned.
0: Yeah, I think I took an L on that one.
1: <laughs> you talk to your you talk to your guy though cuz most books cancel matchups, tournament matchups if they don't play all four rounds.
0: Truth be told, I took so many L's last week on other sports that I, I honestly was just like, by the end of the week, I was like, all right, whatever. This is, this is what I owe this guy. Cool. All right. So I got to go back and look to see if I won that one, um, or or if that one chopped for me. The only winner that I had was Adam Scott to top twenty. He tied for twenty. Um, had a pretty awful putting performance in that final in the third round. Um, I also didn't give this out, but it helped my bankroll. I took to- Scotty Scheffler to top 10 at plus 105 because he's pretty much a lock to always do that. Not going to do that here at Phoenix because it's minus 150 and it's a little bit out of what I'm willing to pay, but I got plus 105 on him last week, so that felt good. I'll see what my bookie gives out this week. Maybe I'll do that as well under the radar. Um, I don't. I don't even know... What to say about the the shortened AP, AT&T Pebble Beach? Like I tweeted, I texted you the other day or that Saturday when they're like, "Yeah, we're pro- they're probably not going to finish this. It's going to be shortened after fifty four holes." And I was like, "Wait, can they? That's a thing that happens. They do that." Um, and apparently they I, did.
1: I can't remember the last time that happened. So I di- I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, but I mean, it makes sense. Like these guys got to get like the next tournament week starts on Tuesday, right? Like they got to be there. They got to do all their appearances and their practice rounds. So you can't finish on Monday. Like these guys got to get moving to the next week.
0: Yeah. I'm down in long beach. That's up in pebble beach, which, you know, maybe five, six hours for me. Um, but, We are dealing with probably the worst weather that I can remember in Southern California. The
1: videos were insane. Like the waves crashing up and just flying over the the fairways and stuff. It was nuts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There was, I think, think 33 mudslides in L.A. yesterday.
1: There's an official rule in the PGA rules that uh, if they do play on Monday, like the latest tee time can't be past like 10 a.m. local time. Like they can't even push the tee times back. Like they have to start the round Anything on Monday by a certain time, I think it's 10 local, um, which is why they were like, yeah, it's where there's no way we're getting everybody off this course by, you know, 2 p.m., 3 p.m. local time. It's not happening.
0: Also, even if they had clear weather conditions in Pebble Beach that Monday, the storms were so bad Sunday, they might not even be able to get the, the course in good enough condition to play in. True. Right. So they called it early on like sunday afternoon they're like nope <laughs> not." Nah, nah, i wish i had over. thought
1: like I- i'm mad at myself though because like you could have gotten i saw a couple people were like i saw the weather windham took the lead and i bet him at like plus 300 thinking like this might be over
0: i i saw people doing that after the conclusion of the third round
1: which would be canceled by the
0: way some books actually paid it out i heard but that's interesting most of them can't, uh most of them avoided it yeah
1: Yeah, so the rules on most sports books is if there's a round canceled, any bet that happened before the conclusion of the prior round counts, but any bet that happened after the conclusion of the final round that was played doesn't count. So there were people who, like, with Oberg coming down the stretch with a couple holes left were like, I'm just going to bet Oberg doesn't catch Clark in the next two holes and I'm getting two to one on it. Like, incredible odds, right? Like, if you think about it, if you're planning ahead – You're just betting Oberg doesn't go birdie birdie or par eagle at two to one in your favor.
0: Yeah. And anyone like who made that bet and then complained to the sports book about not getting paid out is a real moron. Like
1: you mean if they made it after. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: Because it's like you're you're going to have like a a stamp on your profile
1: (laughs) because the books couldn't like they would have had to after the round have dropped Clark's number to like. Minus a thousand to account for the fact for sure, that the yeah. tournament might be over.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Which they would have just it taken really it off make the make board.
1: Sense. Well, right.
0: You can't set odds on weather. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I beg to differ. You can bet on anything, buddy. <laughs> well, just got to, just got
0: to find someone willing to book it. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know if DraftKings or FanDuel would have been one of those some ones. Um, but yeah, I mean, Pebble Beach sucked for me. I hit Tom Hoagie a couple of years ago and kind of fell in love with golf betting around then. I guess it was actually the open that I hit with the Colin Mark account in 2021. But I was pretty confident about last week and uh We're, we're going to say it, it does, doesn't count. What's up?
1: We're going to say it doesn't count. wasn't even a, a full tournament.
0: Sure. Well, I did update my season-long betting balance as minus 18.7 units. And if you're thinking at home, wow, that's a lot. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is a lot. What's your like, unit? Jeff? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't want to talk about how many months of rent I've lost on the PGA tour so far. Oh, <laughs> you can do the math on that though. Now that you kind of know, it's it's a big number. And uh, last year, I was able to pay some of my golf lo- uh, losses with NBA. Not lately. So. Yeah, but you're
1: living off that NFL bankroll, bro. I know. I know you built it up. You were ready for this. You were ready for a thin start to the golf season,
0: which is yeah. smart.
1: You fucking crush the NFL. You know it's going to be a little lean until the model gets corrected on the new golf season. And then you start hammering winners in, like, midsummer.
0: I'm hoping that's how it works. Last year, I was hammering uh, winners to start the season off and it just went ice cold in the summer. So, hopefully, it's opposite this time around. Let's get started. Yeah, dude. What do we got? So...
1: What's the model telling
0: me? It's a bit of a watered-down field. Um, the model. All right, yeah, let's get right into the model. I'm using Bet the Number from Tour Junkies and Fantasy National. I flip between any uh, all of them. Both of them, excuse me. Obviously, strokes gain approach is the most important predictive stat. Bet the Number has going for the green, and I use going for the green, a birdie or better percentage, because there's like a lot of risk-reward holes at TPC Scottsdale. That's kind of like the theme of these TPC courses, especially on like the back nines. So like they're giving you an opportunity to score, but you can dunk it in the water and get really screwed. So I looked at going for the green birdie percentage. Like you said, I think maybe before we started recording, I don't know if this made the recording, but this is the third most predictive event by course history on tour behind the masters and why that hosts the Sony open. Um, Hideki went back-to-back here in 2016-2017. Scotty Scheffler's went back-to-back the past two years. Uh, I'm pretty sure Brooks Kepka has won it twice. And
1: He did, yes, but not back-to-back.
0: Not back-to-back, but a lot of multiple winners here. Phil, Phil Mickelson won it a couple times. So, of course, history is very important here. I upweighted that in my model as well. Putting on overseed greens is something I use. General par-4 scoring. Something I I like to look at, but I I put a bigger emphasis on it here since there's 11 of those. And I always conclude par-5 scoring because I don't really think you can win a tournament unless it's the U.S. Open or PGA Championship under tough conditions without crushing par-5s.
1: In the past nine tournaments here, there have been three repeat winners.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So just by... Only six
1: golfers have won this tournament in the last nine years. Matsuyama, Scheffler, Kapka, Webb Simpson, Ricky Fowler, and Gary Woodland.
0: Yeah. Um... I mean, J- you can
1: even go back further. J.B. Holmes won it twice in 2006 and
0: 2008. Yeah, the Mickelson showed up there twice, right?
1: I got that uh, one right. Mickelson won it twice, yes. His were uh, quite a quite far apart. He actually won in between... Oh, no, I'm sorry. He won just before J.B. Holmes and then won in 2013 as well. So, so yeah, yeah, Kalkovecchia won it twice, looks like.
0: I heard Johnny a good won it twice. made by Pat Mayo, though. It's like you might not want to get too bogged down in course history because if you look at all those winners, they're also, like, good players, right? Like Scotty Scheffler has yeah, good you, course history true. almost everywhere.
1: Right, right, right. But if you think about it, especially this season, like it's been a lot of long shot winners. So this could be the tournament where we get back to one of the top players winning the tournament.
0: I hope so. The average odds of the last 10 winners here, despite there being a lot of repeat winners is plus 4,400 odds.
1: That and... seems strange to me since Kepka's won it twice. Scheffler's won it twice. And Matsuyama, I guess that was a little bit before Matsuyama was kind of like the masters champion, obviously. So that might've played a role, but, I mean, Fowler had to like Fowler in 2019. Couldn't have been that far. Let
0: me give you the odds.
1: Yeah, I would love to hear them. So
0: 1,300 on Scheffler last year, 2,500 the year before that. Remember, 2022 Phoenix Open was Scheffler's first career win. He was always close. Brooks was plus five thousand when he won it in 2021. Must have been hurt. I think he was coming off an injury, and I'm pretty sure that. Never mind. I lied. I was not say that was his first Phoenix Open, which doesn't even make sense because he won it in 2015. Webb definitely. Simpson won it at 14 to 1. Ricky at 22 to 1. Woodland 50 to 1. Hideki 11 to 1. The year prior, 28 to 1. And then Kepka 40 to 1 at 2015. So, yeah. All right. So that, that number is
1: By a couple like no one beyond 50 to one has won it and it's weighted down by actually you're there's no way the average odds is 44 based on those numbers you just gave me
0: there's no way it's not possible well I stopped short Kevin Stadler the year before Brooks Kepka. all right well 125 to one
1: yeah all right (laughs) well we don't need to go back to Kevin Stadler in 2014 starting with Kepka.
0: You called me last... out as like, the yeah, the math ain't math. And like, all right, well, here it is. Here's okay. how the math all gets right. well, there. Well, so then
1: they're, they're, they're even further proves the point. It's it's pulled by the Stadler 125 to 1. The last nine winners, no one's been worse than 50 to 1. Which is going to be great when I give out Gary Woodland at 170 to 1.
0: I mean, you. I wrote this in my Phoenix Open breakdown today. It's like, it's almost irresponsible at this point to not have a 101 bomb on your card.
2: Sure.
0: Um and I, I have one of them as well. I mean, you can obviously poke holes in 100 to one shots, but they've been getting there in the first five tournaments. Uh, the first guy that made my card— What was
1: Clark? I'm sorry, real quick. What was Clark? Last week Last week 100 yeah. to one. It was 100..
0: Wow. I saw him drop to like 80 to one or whatever, but yeah, there I were should... 100 to ones out there.
1: I, I wish I was paying closer attention last week because I, I think it, I think Wyndham's almost an auto trigger at like at those kind of odds because he's just so he has so much win equity yeah at any given time
0: yeah i mean he is I, did you hear
1: I, the? i did think this was funny though there was you know golf twitter is both the best and the worst thing ever mm-hmm. um so like you know most people were like this you know wyndham clark shoots a 60 at pebble beach sets the goal like it was awesome like dude was ripping bomb after bomb on the greens he just couldn't miss and then you see it creep in
0: well, they're playing lift, clean, and play, so is it really a 60? You're like, oh,
1: here we go. Here come the purists to be like, it's lift, clean, and cheat, so it doesn't count. I think it freaking counts.
0: Yeah, I'm you still not— Still got
1: to hit the shot.
0: I, yeah, that's I defer to you, someone who fluffs up
1: his golf ball all the time, you still got to hit the shot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I defer to you. I've never played in golf. I don't really know what that means me other than do, the mean, obvious. For, for, you know.
1: Yeah, for these guys, it's a big deal, right? Like, you you don't have to ever worry about hitting out of a divot. Um, you know, there were some really, you know, Scheffler had one that, like, creeped into the rough just off the green and he got to move it onto the fringe. Like, that's that's a big deal, for like, yeah. even for these guys. You know, not having to chip out of that right on that edge, that's kind of a tough shot. And getting to move it onto the fringe and putt as opposed to having to try and chip it from, like, wet, long grass right there. It makes a difference, but again, no one else shot sixty. And it's not like Clark shot a sixty, and then like two other guys had a sixty-one, and then you know what I mean? Like he lapped
0: the field. Yeah, I think his. I think the next closest guy shot a minus five in the third round.
1: Yeah, he lapped the field. So like, even if even if you want to make that argument, but it's the same people who are like, you know, it's not a fifty-nine. Like, well, he's playing on a par seventy-two. How is shooting a fifty-nine on a par seventy better than shooting a sixty on a par seventy-two? He's twelve under. As opposed yeah. to 11 under, which is a 59 on a par 70.
0: Yeah, no, I don't. I don't take anything away from it. I mean, dude, it, it was crazy. Like that's that's the best golf I've ever witnessed anyone play, like live or whatever, since I've been following the, the, the sport. Like, Cam Smith in round four of the Open was insane, but this was just like when he. <laughs> When he he saved bogey after he hit one around the green left-handed, it's like, oh, okay. Like, he, he hit one, smoked it past the hole because he hit it left-handed at 25 feet, and then he putted it off the fringe, which didn't even count towards his total foot, uh feet putt, whatever mark, because it was, was off the actually fringe. actually
1: one of the most incredible holes of golf I've ever seen any professional play. Like, he hit... An insanely bad tee shot, like horrendously bad tee shot. Somehow managed to put himself in a worse position with his second shot. I can't believe he hit that left-handed. Like, I I I got it because it was one of those shots where the ball was going to be about at his waist, so he was going to be choking down to the steel, which is tough. But it was doable. Going left-handed there didn't make a lot of sense, at least to me. Even just, and and of course, hindsight's twenty twenty. But I'm watching him do it. I'm like. Dude, you had a stance like before he did it. I'm like, I'm shocked he's hitting this left-handed. The only time you usually see that is if the ball's like up against a tree and the guy literally can't stand yeah. next to it. Then they'll flip around, and even then, a lot of times they'll take an unplayable over hitting it left-handed. I was floored that he elected to take that shot in that spot.
0: Honestly. Yeah, I thought he
1: could make contact with it right-handed, and you, you're always going to be better off hitting the ball right-handed than flipping your golf club and swinging from
0: the other side it felt like a heat check kind of he's like oh, see.
1: yeah like I, I yeah and and honestly I, I wonder part of me wonders like that happened he was like oh shit okay this isn't like this isn't that kind of round where it's just like it doesn't matter what i do everything's gonna go right like i still have to execute yeah but and, that putt that he made after that and he even talked about it after the round when they said like what was and he was like the bogey save like one one thousand percent like Turning that disaster in saving Bogey and then immediately bouncing back with a birdie was like, I was like, oh, this is my day.
0: I think he was talking to that girl, Amanda Renner. We're probably referencing the same interview, yeah, yeah. Yep. but didn't he say, like, because they all knew the weather was coming? He's like, I, I won the tournament there. Like, I knew I won the tournament there, essentially.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was it was also funny too cuz he was trying not to say like I hope we don't play tomorrow, but he was also kind of like, "Of course I hope we don't play tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. like, why would I want to go play another round? I won the tournament if we don't play another another hole."
0: Well, I'm in, I'm anticipating you making fun of me about this, but Wyndham Clark oh, made my, made my card. He's the first better or the first guy that I backed here. Uh, I got him at 28 to 1 in Bet MGM. He opened at like 35 to 1 um at some books here. And he just, I mean, he checks the most in th- most important three boxes, recent form, course history, and, and win equity. He won two signature events last year, Wells Fargo Championship, 2023 U.S. Open. He was T10 last year at the Phoenix Open. He gained strokes in all the major fields, except for off the tee last year at Scottsdale. And his driving outside of his putting is probably his best skill. Um we talked about the whole risk-reward whole thing at Scottsdale um, over the last 80 y- rounds, which obviously large sample size, but he ranks six in this field in going for the green birdie or better rate. He's nails on these overseed greens. Um, and I think the Los Angeles Country Club, where the 2023 U.S. Open was, is a comp course to Scottsdale. Obviously much more difficult, but you know, if you can if you can play well there, you should be able to play well here. Um, So I'm I'm going with Wyndham Clark again, and it wouldn't be like that crazy for him to win back to back events. I mean, Finau did it a couple years ago, Xander did it a couple years ago. We see it here or there, and this is a watered down field. So I'm going to give it a shot you know, with him. So
1: I'm not going to make fun of you. It, it, everything you're saying makes sense. I mean, it, it's just tough to for a guy who was 100 to 1 last week to just jump to 28 to 1 because of a win in one week and you keep saying watered down field but like not at the top not really
0: yes it is it was a signature event last year they had rory rom scheffler Maracawa, like everyone i mean,
1: compared to last week
0: even compared to last week like Shoffley played last week. Hovland played. All the big guys played last week. This week, Cantley is randomly taking this one off. Victor and Xander withdrew. Uh, Mark Howe is not in the field. He doesn't play well here anyways, but the point is that the the field is pretty weak. Um, And the numbers was just wrong last week. I mean, like, I think he was dinged a little bit for quote-unquote, bad performances leading into the uh, into the Pebble Beach. But he was T39 at the American Express. He shot 17 under. He was T29 at the Century. He shot 19 under. So it's like, yeah, he didn't place that well, but, like, he, he scored at least. And he lost strokes putting in both those tournaments. And it's just like that's something you can count on not happening. Um, so – I'm gonna just. I am gonna play it. Um, but yeah, yeah, to your point, it is. It is a little square, but
1: square. You love it. Yeah. Hey, look, square was working really well for you in the NFL, so why not
0: carry it over? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't overthink it, dude. Just fire. Don't away. overthink it. Um, I uh, almost of not. Oh God. I was gonna say. I was gonna kind of try to tee it over to you to one of your picks or segue to yeah, you one of your I picks. Yeah, that's what I was gonna do. Um. I, I really wanted to work the 2023 U.S. Open angle into my full card. Um, but for budgetary reasons, I laid off a Ricky Fowler, who was tied with Wyndham Clark going into the final round of the 2023 U.S. Open. Obviously, has great course history here. He made your card, though, right?
1: I would prefer to stick with – I had a great transition prepared, and you just okay. threw it all off. Um, but speaking of square,
0: well, ignore all the dumb things the host just said, what, what were you going to sp- go with? Speaking of square, I just
1: I, I was going to transition by making myself look like a dumbass, which is I just ripped on you for being square. First golfer on my card, back to back winner, Scotty Shaffler. <laughs> um, here's the thing, though, I, I can't ever recommend playing anyone a professional golfer pre-tournament at. Really, less than 10 to 1 is hard for me to swallow, but if you're playing on legal books, they're always giving you promotions and things to, you know, obviously entice you to play. DraftKings offered plus 300 odds on any outright bet. Scotty, at the time, he's since dropped a little bit, was plus 500. So I bet Scotty at plus 800 because to me, it's just a no brainer at that number. I mean, the guy's the back to back champion. If you look at Data Golf, they give him about a 16%. Uh, chance to win and at plus 800 I think the implied odds are like 12 12 or 13 so we're getting uh, some value there so what I would say is to anyone listening if you can I I cannot recommend Scotty Scheffler at four and a half to one I just can't do it because you just have to put so much to really get a good return on an outright Um, but if you're able to lock down one of those boosts that are generally offered pre-tournament this is the best way to use them I mean Let's let's look at DraftKings bonus for example. It's plus three hundred as I mentioned. But like adding three hundred to someone like let's just say you know you're into uh, Wyndham Clark, okay, twenty eight to one going to thirty one to one doesn't really change your implied odds that much. But when you're talking about the top of the board, Scheffler going from plus five hundred, which is twenty percent implied odds, to plus eight hundred, which is thirteen percent applied odd implied odds, is a huge. Push in your favor, right? Whereas like 28 to 1 is, what are those implied odds? Somewhere around like 3.7 and 31 to 1 is probably like 3.4. You're getting like 0.3% on your implied odds. Not worth it, but what I would say is use those boosts. Take the guy at the top you like. I don't even hate it. If you really like Justin Thomas this week, at 10 to 1, use it, make him 13 to 1. Again, you're still getting 10 to 1 is obviously 9% implied odds. 13 to one is like 7%. So you're still getting some value there. Um, that's what I would recommend. But I went with Scheffler because he's the back-to-back champ. He was playing well last week. He had one bad round. It just happened to come during the final round. Um, but he's in good form. And as we talked about, course history here is important. So I'm backing Scheffler eight to one.
0: Also, great analysis. Great point about the, using the promotions and your benefit. What's the What's the max bet on that?
1: So it depends on your personal account, mine, is 25 right now. So it's, what did I get? 20, basically to win 200, 25 to win 200 on Sheffler, which is honestly like, I try to get my outrights. I know you try to get your outrights to like 10 grand. Um, I got it. The thing is, I need need,
0: need a 10 grand cash this weekend. when when
1: When you, uh, when you bet legally though, you have to be careful of having your wins be too big cuz that's what triggers like the government getting in up, up in your business. If you hit for too much on a single win, you automatically trigger a tax form. So, personally, I try to keep my wins under a certain number so that I don't have to sorry Uncle Sam if you're listening, but uh, you know, I try to not pay those if I if I don't have to. So, 200 is a little low for me, but it's again Look, that's the max bet they offered. I mean, what you could do if you really want to is you could you could use the boost for twenty five dollars and then throw another twenty five or fifty on Scheffler at his original number, and you'd still be getting plus odds.
0: I got another idea you might like. Please. Parlaying Scotty Scheffler with your pick to win the Super Bowl. Oh, baby. Yeah. Chiefs plus one oh five. Well, I mean, we can just go <laughs> through all of them. Let's see uh, if we can do that. Niners, a... you can. I'm looking at it now. DraftKings, Niners, minus 125 to win. Scotty Scheffler, plus 450. The parlay is 9 to 1, plus 890. Um, If you wanted to do Chiefs money line, it would be plus 1,000. 1027. So that's another way that's to do, go about it.
1: Except the Scheffler's out on Sunday, it kind of ruins your, your whole day. Well, I mean. Yeah, I wouldn't, be, put, but... I
0: wouldn't put I wouldn't put life changing money on it, and I'm sure if <laughs> Scotty Scheffler's on any everyone listening is gonna find a way to talk themselves into another Super Bowl bet. So that's true. Good point. <laughs> um But imagine just like if he wins and you kind of have like a free roll at a ten to one, then you can maybe live bet on under oh, like, baby. Now live now bet awful. the Niners if they go if they go I'm down. Getting a little hot over here. <laughs> oh, you you love the medal. Um, <laughs> I do love the medal. All right, so What else is on your card? Uh, Well, you mentioned
1: it, so we might as well say it. Um, I didn't back Ricky last week. I was nervous about just his current form, but he played pretty well. And like we talked about course history being as important here as it is, I think I like the number a lot. Um, I used, I actually had a, speaking of using DraftKings stuff, I had a free bet, uh, $20 free bet for some other promotion. So uh, I went ahead and tossed that on Ricky at 55 to 1 um as long as you stay under that 1200 dollars threshold i don't think uncle sam knows about it so perfect number for me uh 20 bucks to win 1100 i don't have a lot of great arguments other than course history here is important ricky's won here he's a fan favorite he loves playing in these types of events with the crowd going i think you know some guys tend to shy away from those kind of moments i think ricky loves it i think he leans into it it's not a major where ricky historically struggles um he had a win last year at a similar type event with a similar field. Uh, if he's going to pop, I'm hoping it's this week, and he's right around that cutoff of where winners from this event have been the last nine years. As you as you mentioned, we had a you know a 40 to one and two fifty to ones. Um, I got him at 55, so he's kind of right around that number. So um, that's that's like the middle of my car. I got I got one favorite at the top in Scheffler. Um, I got Fowler in the middle, and then. I'd already mentioned it earlier, so I'll just throw it out there. I'm also going to throw just a very small unit sizing on Gary Woodland, another past champion. He's dealt with injuries. Obviously he finally came back a couple weeks ago. Um, he has missed a cut in both of his events this year, but there's a reason he's 170 to one, which I'm happy to play him at that number. Cause I like Gary Woodland. I've won on, I won on him when he won the U uh, S open. It was awesome. One of the best golf uh, hits of my life. So I am, uh, I'm going to play Woodland for a, for a very, very small amount of money.
2: What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. All right, man. Um, The second guy in my card
0: is going, I'm shifting gears, going my Asians, going Minwoo Lee, technically Australian, uh, Asian-Australian, obviously. Uh, He does two things amazing. He crushes the ball off the tee. His ball speed is 189 miles per hour, and the average PGA Tour ball speed is 172. So this dude just crushes it, and he just lights out putter. Also, TPC Sawgrass, which hosts the Players' Championship, is a comp course to TPC Scottsdale. He was in the final group with Scotty Scheffler entering um, Sunday at the Players before he fizzled out and ended up T6. That was despite losing seven strokes with his irons. Like the dude apparently can't hit an iron shot, but if he can, if he can for a weekend, like the rest of his game is is just sick. He crushes short par fours and par fives, at least according to the limited shot link data he has. Um, he's obviously familiar with desert style golf courses, being from Australia. He recently won the Australian PGA Championship and the DP World Tour back in November. Um, and he was T5 at the U.S. Open, gained strokes off the tee, tee to green, round the green, uh, and all of the uh, all of the, the major metrics, approach and putting as well. So he shot three rounds of, in the 60s at the U.S. Open. So I'm going to go Minwu Lee. He's kind of a fan favorite, but I think he burned people somewhat recently, so maybe not as many people are betting him here in this one. Uh, any Minwoo Lee thoughts? Minwuoli thoughts, excuse me.
1: No, but I do have an Asia that I'm looking at, so I thought you'd appreciate that. Um, based on Absolutely. based on data golf numbers, the fifth most likely winner of this tournament is Ben On. And he is not the fifth most likely winner, according to Vegas odds. That would be Sam Burns. Ben On actually has the same odds as Wyndham Clark, which is why I know you're not gonna be betting him. Because that would be two bets on the same range. And I know you like Clark better. I don't love Ben on at the same number as Wyndham Clark, if I'm being totally honest. But sometimes you just you look at the numbers and he he probably pops a little bit, at least relative to his odds to win this tournament versus his odds um, on the board. So I'm not locking that in. But if I, I, I know to come to these podcast with at least you know one asian to talk about because you're going to want to talk about it and so uh i've got ben on as, as a as a i'm keeping an eye on i'm hoping his number drops i'd really like to see him drop into the 30s at least um maybe guys like windham getting bet up maybe guys like sheffler and spieth and home like there are a lot of guys at the top of this board that i could see getting money pushing their odds up and pushing some of those guys like ben on down I might even suggest that with you with Minwoo Lee's in that kind of same range where he could get pushed down the board a little bit if mm-hmm. uh, some of those other guys get bet.
0: Not, not where I bet. He, he's <laughs> Those numbers are going to stay right where they are, let me tell you.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Well, actually, I got some value already because I bet Matsuyama this morning, and uh, he was 50 to 1, and now he's 40.
0: Nice, dude. Nice. You know I love a deckie. I'm definitely playing him top 20 to plus 200. That'll be one of the random bets that I'll squirrel in there. On uh, Twitter and add to my betting card. Um, obviously, you heard that here. So. I just can't
1: see a tournament. First of all, you not betting on Hideki in and of itself is would be a shock. Mm-hmm. But you not betting Hideki Matsuyama at a course that he's won twice just seems unfathomable to me. Because if he won, I, I can't. I, I would, wouldn't want to be around you. Yeah, day. the like, podcast. It's going to ruin the Super Bowl for you. It's <laughs> going to ruin the Super Bowl. You won't be able to watch it.
0: Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. You'll be in a. You,
1: I'll be fucking you'll, crushed. You'll be blackout drunk as he's, like, coming down 16, 17, and 18. You're just ripping shots, hoping he just shanks one into the crowd or something.
0: I love like, him too I, much. I'll be rooting yeah, for him. So I'll saying. be rooting for him. I know. I know. So I, will, I know you're better. I will bet I him that. live at whatever odds. I don't care if it's minus 500. I like Or whatever. I'll bet 500 to win 100. I don't care. Like, I need yeah. to make – I need to profit off a of Hideki winning another tournament. Yeah, last year, dude, he was – t29 he picked up strokes and all the stats except for he was minus 4.7 with the irons it's Which always the opposite it's yeah, always it's the happened. opposite with him so it's like if you can just take all of that and then have a good iron uh and the thing weekend. with decky is
1: like you know he's good once a tournament for a just balls to the wall round where he's going to shoot like 63 the key is not shooting the 74 or the 72 around it like so if he can just go like you know, 68, 68, 64, we're going to be in good shape. And that's kind of what I'm banking on this week.
0: And so. you pretty much nailed it with, with that thing last year. He shot 74 in round one. 68, 67, 70. He just couldn't overcome I've that round gotta one. to
1: avoid that one round where he just can't putt anything. Like I know you and I, I think we, we talked about this last week probably, but he had the five holes in a row where he missed putts inside five feet, which is yeah. just, it's unfathomable. And yeah. you just you just keep saying to yourself every time like if he puts if he puts but I guess at a certain point it's like but he's not gonna but he's not going
0: to. Yeah. Yeah, supposedly these greens are pretty easy to putt on. Um but he... He's a two-time winner here. So like if there's any event where he could get hot
1: with the putter, clearly this is one where he can
0: Yeah, I think he lost strokes putting in his in his two wins actually which is I love that.
1: That's even better. That's just the most Hideki Matsuyama thing that could ever happen.
0: That's a lie. He gained point one in his one win and point point one one point seven uh one point seven in his other win. But <laughs> he was point one though. Like he's average putting and yeah. he won. That's all he's gotta do is putt average. If he puts field average, he wins
1: the tournament. It's wild. Yeah. So I'm
0: definitely he's gonna that have that good at
1: everything him. else.
0: Yeah. Hi. Right. I'm with you. Let's keep with the Asian theme though. Tom oh, Kim. Yes. He's my oh. one. He's my one and done pick here as well. I'm looking at it as a slight leverage play against the field. I think a lot of people are going to be on Sam. Yeah, Burns. you got on the wrong side last week with Spieth. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah the sucker. That was the squarest play. And I, yeah, I felt it bad. He was. He couldn't. His ball striking was good. He just couldn't hit a putt. And there were a lot yeah, of like wonder, close like, to makeable. Like there were a lot of like. Did you consider 10-footers? him this
1: week as like a? Yeah, he screwed me last week, but, like, it wasn't that far off, and now other people might be scared away from him?
0: Not at the odds. No, nah, I didn't. Really?
1: Because the... he's, at, he's at a worse number this week, right? Even though it's, as you mentioned, an easier field?
0: It's pretty much oh, the no, same. Yeah, yeah it's pretty 18. much the same. The one
1: that... You're just never going to get a discount on speed because I think he's very popular publicly. Mm-hmm.
0: The one... The last one out, the honorable mention on my card that I'm really struggling not playing is, is is our guy, but mostly your guy, Sam Burns. I feel yep. like Sam Burns is gonna um have a great have a great performance this one. I don't know. I might my, take my his head to head.
1: My only issue with Burns is like he is such a great putter, but I don't know that putting is going to be as big a deal this week. Like you said, these greens are relatively easy. As far I mean, if you look at the again, we look look at some of these past winners. Um, Sheffler's not a great putter. Matsuyama's not a great putter. Gary oh, Woodland's not a great they're putter. They're bad.
0: All of them are bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. So like this is an event that like I don't know that you gain a ton from being a great putter. I'm not sure that this is an event where I would play Burns just on that. But again, you know, who the hell knows?
0: Could be wrong. Agreed, but it's also like he's just a proven winner. Like you know okay. he can put it together and, and he can and he can and he can get a win. And like putting is one of those things where if it's like if you I don't know you can speak to this a lot better than I can because you actually play but if you knock down a 25 footer doesn't it give you momentum? You know what I mean? Doesn't it's like I don't know maybe not you also don't believe in momentum so
1: I don't believe in momentum
0: Um, but also I've heard like I, I just consume so much like golf betting content since I don't play and I'm not very familiar with like the history of the sport I have to like learn I have to like study extra hard, but people I heard Rick Gaiman say, I think that is it yeah, Rick Gaiman say that he thinks TPC Scottsdale should be like a match play course because it's got a lot of risk reward holes. And if you if you remember he is Sam Burns is the reigning match play champion. And so I think I don't know, I just have a and it's just kind of like a feeling. I have a feeling he's gonna go well here. He was T six last year he was t i think 10 last week at the uh at the P- at, at Pebble yeah, Beach kind of faded.
1: I actually bet him live uh late and he kind of faded a little bit towards the end after having a really nice push early on Saturday
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah I mean look I love Sam Burns he's a good player and if he wins I'll be happy for him but I don't I won't feel bad if I didn't bet it not like with Ricky where I'll feel like an asshole if he wins and I didn't bet him yeah. Just like you with a decade.
0: Yep, But Burns is the last guy that I I'm leaving off my card. Um, Tom Kim though, he's, I got him at 40 to one at FanDuel last year. He was 25 to one in this tournament. Again, that includes all the studs on the tour, uh, on the, on the tour last year, you know, John Rahm and Rory, um, obviously Scheffler as well. Um, he picked up three strokes on the greens last year at the Phoenix Open, but lost strokes everywhere else. I think he bounces – last year was his debut at uh, TPC Scottsdale. I think he has a better time this, this time around. And also, like, he was 20 last year, maybe 21. He's still 21 this year, so I, I think he's 20 last year. And it's just like, that's a crazy crap for a 20-year-old kid in his first time. It's kind of like, what the hell is going on? They're – you know, they're doing blow <laughs> next to the greens and shit, and he's probably like, like, oh, my God, what what is going on here? So I think he'll be better off this time around. Again, I comp the U.S. Open. Last year's U.S. Open to this uh tournament or this course, and he finished T8 last year at the U.S. Open, was just crushing it with his irons, crushing it with the putter. He's the reigning back-to-back champion at TPC Summerlin, which is in Las Vegas, obviously desert-style course, another par 71 course very easy to score at i just love the 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 pricing too you know like last year again 25 to 1 40 to 1 here he's got worse odds than cameron young minwoo lee who i have out of my card ben on none of these guys have won a pga tour event and he's got an actual win equity so i'm going to give it a shot and i'm making him one and done as as kind of a leverage play like i said uh my bomb is billy Horschel. I, I lost last year in the Honda, the Honda Classic with him because of his course history and I think his form and just kind of banned him since. I'm ready to go back and be hurt by Billy Horschel. Um, again, there's been five tournaments this year. All five have been won by at least 101 long shot. He's 150. I gave him out at 150, I think, at FanDuel. Now he's down, down like 130, DraftKings and FanDuel. Um, He's missed back-to-back cuts in the American Express and Farmers Insurance, so he doesn't have a lot of form to speak of. But he randomly contends at events. He won the 22 uh, Memorial Tournament after shooting 13 over par the year before at the Memorial. Made no sense. He missed the cut in the tournament before and after his 22 Memorial win. And I don't know. he's, He's accurate off the tee, which plays well at every course, and he can putt. So I'm hoping that he just has a good irons, a uh, good weekend with the irons. And, you know, it's 151. That's that's essentially that the guys won seven times in the PGA Tour. So it's possible.
1: That's all head I to get. head, you and me, Gary Woodland versus Barry, Billy Horschel.
0: Yeah, but are we actually going to track it this time? Because we, <laughs> we lost track of our bets almost every time. I think I was up. Right, but you say that all, all the time. <laughs> I don't think I've
1: ever lost a bet to you, actually. You probably owe me like a grand or something. <laughs> don't
0: don't make me scrub the outkick bets <laughs> uh, archives.
1: It's funny to me that like both of us could have done that, but we're also both way too lazy to go back through and look. I kept wondering what our preseason bets were because we said we were going to make preseason bets on every uh, division when we did the division previews. We did it on the first one and then never did it again. I think I beat you on the DK Metcalf Cooper Cup one, though.
0: Yeah, I think you did too.
1: Yep. And I think you also took the Rams over to have a better record than the 49ers, which I also beat you at. So, you know,
0: I had to have gotten odds for that.
1: Venmo at D <laughs>
0: <laughs> I gave up my Venmo, my other podcast, Mad Scientist Party Hour, and some girl randomly Venmoed me $2. It's like, thanks for oh, all of Oh, please
1: laughs. do. D Z A K S H E S K E. On Venmo, hit me up, send me money. It would be great. I got rent to pay, too.
0: So, we're going to connect tomorrow for the Super Bowl 58 betting preview. Betting extravaganza, right? Absolutely. All right. Me, Dan Z, and Scott Martin will go over that. But best of luck to you guys, whether you fade or follow our stuff, for the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Don't fade. Don't be that guy. Don't fade. It's hard to fade in golf. And it's like intentionally – yeah, but, it, I mean, you can. It's an intentional dick move, though. It's just, you're just betting the other guys head-to-head. It's like, oh, man, you yeah. really think I – I mean, I'm down 18.7 units. I want mean, like, me to give you yeah, the current know. head-to-heads for Minwoo Lee and Tom Kim. Yeah, please uh, do because yeah. I'm going to take them. Uh, <laughs> right, no, no, it, it's, let's talk about it, though. Uh, Minwoo Lee is playing – he's minus 130 over Bo Hostler. Come on.
1: Oh, I just found an article. Oh, they because Golf Digest posted an article that said, betters outraged after DraftKings voids millions in Wyndham Clark's bets. Um, but I think DraftKings came out and was like, that's not true.
0: Yeah, I think uh, the OutKick golf gambling dude, or golf dude, Mark Harris, texting me about something like that where he's like drive kings voided yeah. that and then i googled it and that wasn't true and i just never no, like corrected I, him
1: again the the rules were pretty clear that like they they say like if, if it's 54 holes we all placement bets made before the conclusion of the final round are valid if they voided the matchup bets that's that's what they say going in right like that is clearly spelled out matchup tournament matchups are voided if they don't play all four rounds
0: yeah, Um Min Lee Facing Bo Hossler Is minus oh, yeah, 130 Min Sorry. Uh, Sung JM is Facing, facing Bo
1: Hostler, The guy we ripped on last week And then he came out and I don't know where he ended up finishing I don't think he ended up being any But like there was that moment on like Thursday Where you texted me like Bo Hostler, damn it <laughs> like he He got off to a good start He's been
0: playing well lately
1: He has been but I just God, I, I, anyone that wears a visor, like I just can't, I can't.
0: You're not a fan of Cashmere Keith I, Mitchell, Mitchell? I,
1: I, you know, I don't. He's like the one guy that I just like doesn't bother me as much, but I do in general hate visors. Like it drove me nuts that Gus Malzahn wore one, and I was always anti Gus Malzahn. Like college football coaches wearing visors is horrible. Golfers wearing visors is horrible. Yeah, I don't I'm not, not a visor. Does guy. Keith
0: Mitchell get a slight pass because he just nukes it off the tee?
1: <sighs> I look, I still don't like it. I'll say that. I All like right. everything about Keith Mitchell except that he wears a damn visor. Put a hat on like a man.
0: Let's leave it at that. Well said, Dan. Also Plus the visor
1: us- makes Bo Hostler. He has such a small face that it makes it just makes him look weird. And then he wears like he just looks like a huge nerd. Like, and I'm like, you're a professional athlete. It annoys me that he's a professional athlete, I think.
0: Yeah. It's, you got to really work hard to make your golf attire look more nerdy. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like you just go out there and just the regular get up. Like, then yeah. You
1: get like, you know, you get like Dustin Johnson. Like that dude looks like a, a stud in golf attire.
0: Yeah, that's true. And Victor Hovland does too, but he is mad short, right? Like he's Brolick, yeah. so you don't really get it, but I think he's like 5'7". I think he's a short Is king. Hovland short? I don't I, think I'm he's I'm pretty short. sure he is, dude.
1: I don't think he is. Victor Hovland height. No, he's 5'10". Get out of
0: here. Yeah, but... He said, used- no, yeah, but. No,
1: they, yeah, but. You said 5'7". 5'10 is not true. They used to list
0: Victor height. Cruz at 5'10". No way okay, that guy wait. was 5'10". Like like they used to list Allen Iverson as six one or like Chris Paul as six one. Dude, I stood next to Chris Paul. I, no uh, way. No way is he six one.
1: Wait. Oh wait. There is an there is. Golf fan stumbles across Victor Hovland's Tinder, but followers are convinced Ryder Cup star is lying about his height.
0: Of course. He's a midge. Oh,
1: this is a whole thing. Oh man, we just we just Vic stumbled. has onto
0: dwarfism, something. I'm telling you. <laughs>
1: No shot, Vic is 5'10.
0: No, dude.
1: Oh wow. This is interesting. You, you seen see him
0: standing next to anyone. He's never taller than. Him. Never. Like him and him and Rory are eye level. What's Rory? Rory is like Victor. infamously five seven, right?
1: I'm gonna search Getty images for Victor Hovland and just see like there's gonna be a shot of him standing next to someone. I it's interesting. Like I never really re- like I always just assumed he was here's him definitely shorter than Sung Jay.
0: Well,
1: I don't know how tall Sung Jae is, though. Oh, God, here's Scheffler just towering. He looks like Scheffler's child, <laughs> yeah. like Scheffler's teenage son standing yeah. next to
0: him. Okay. And what's right. Scheffler, like 6'2"?
1: Yeah, not big enough to be
0: <laughs> yeah. towering over Victor. <laughs> Does Holland it look like, like a three-inch gap? <laughs>
1: not really, right? Yeah. All right, you might be on to All right, I'll, I'll hush. I'll hush. You might've, you might've gotten me there, but his caddy's short. See, that's smart. That's smart. If you want people to think you're tall, make sure you hire it's a short like, caddy. It's like Cause just, he is
0: taller than his caddy. It's like the hot chick hanging out with a bunch of fours. Smart. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's so smart. Like right now I could stand to lose a few pounds. My caddy would be fat as shit. <laughs> like I would, I would have the fattest, beardest, beardedest caddy just to be like, Hey, I don't look like that guy. It's Like
0: I'm, I'm, I'm five ten, and I'd be the center in a Chinese basketball rec league.
1: I would be doing like interviews, like over the phone with caddies, and he'd be like, "So here's what I know about golf." I'm like, "I don't, I don't need to know what you know about golf. I need <laughs> to know your height and weight. Are what, you shorter and fatter than me? What is your? That's really all. I, I don't even care what,
0: what is, you know about golf. What is your height with your shoes on? That <laughs> is the most important <laughs> question. All here. I want to know:
1: height and weight. Is all I need to know. Can and your you, uh, your BMI, your body mass index.
0: Can you update your resume with your height and weight and then resend it to me and I'll call you back?
1: I'm going to need a recent picture of you holding the newspaper to prove that it's recent uh, with your measurements. And, you know, if you know anything about golf, that's, that's a bonus, but it's not the most important part.
0: Listen, Bones, I don't care what you did with Mickelson or JT. <laughs> how tall are you? Not Bones, dude. He's... That He's huge, right?
1: Amazing calves. He would he would make me look horrible. I would actually respect any golfer who has like a caddy who's jacked and like in better shape than them. Because so I'm like, man, that takes some security in your masculinity to be like, yeah, my caddy's jacked and bigger than me. Like, you know what? I win tournaments and he <laughs> yeah, does not
0: I tip him, not the other <laughs> way around. <laughs> I pay his salary. Don't you forget
1: it. Uh, all right. Well, that's been good stuff. You know, that's what you tune stuff. in for. That's what people tune in for.
0: Definitely not the picks. But no, no, no. Regardless. But you get
1: some fun. Get some fun along the way.
0: Yeah, I mean, I won't be having fun this weekend most likely unless Tom Kim, Minwoo, Wyndham Clark, or or Billy Horschel uh, get across the finish line for me. Let's hope. Knock on wood. Check me out on Twitter at Jeffrey underscore Clark. I'll probably throw some additional Phoenix Open bets in there. Follow Dan at Zach on Twitter most importantly, show some uh, love to our podcast, Outkick Bets, uh, the Outkick Bets podcast at Apple and Spotify. Until tomorrow, peace, (laughs) y'all.